Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Let's Get Loud podcast with your host, JNA. And today we have a special guest, someone new to the picture, someone exciting, you guys, Rebecca Morrison. Hey, Rebecca, tell me where you're from. I forgot to ask you. Yeah, I'm originally from Iran. Um, I'm an, an, an immigrant. I came with my parents when I was very young. Um, and uh, I went to high school in California. And then I uh, went to college and law school in D.C. And I've really stayed in the D.C. area since then. Wow. Well, thank you for bringing along that journey. Wow, that is quite the journey. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, okay, so let us tell you why, um, everyone listening, why she's here with us today. So Rebecca wrote a piece for uh, the Today Show, and it kind of went viral, and I stumbled across it, and uh, we kind of crossed paths, and here she is on our podcast, everyone. So you are so welcome for this amazing woman. We're going to go through what that uh, piece, that article was, and obviously why you know um, we reached out to her and really wanted to talk with her, um, but this story is definitely going to hit home for a lot of you, um, so it is a very deep uh, conversation that we're going to be having, but definitely worth getting loud about. Absolutely. I think so too. Okay. okay. So yeah, tell us, so tell us how this came to be. Um, and I'm assuming when you wrote this piece, you didn't write it for the purpose of virality. No, I wrote this piece actually when I started writing about a year and a half ago um, in earnest and it was in an, uh, in a writing class. Um, I uh, I did I do want to tell my story and I did want to say um, this is a core of who I am um, and what I believe in. My mother, I grew up with an immigrant mother who really believed that being thin was a very important um, aspect of being a woman. It it translated into power, worth, um, and. Uh, the ability to achieve success in life in terms of getting a great husband, you know, and, and, you know, it's, 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 it may seem like an old fashioned notion, but the truth is uh, millions of people still believe that. Um, and I have tried to kind of fight against that since I was 13 years old. Right. So my mom really wanted me to be thin. She thought that, uh, I had the potential to be something, to be beautiful, to be a desirable, to be a s exceptional in my look, in my beauty. And to, to her, that meant being thin. That's it. Bottom line. Um, I'm sure a lot of you listening are, are now realizing why she's here, right? Like, it's like, okay, I see the connection and, and why she's here. Because I think that like, I just reading it ever since I can remember, my mother has been on a diet. She grew up in a time where every message she got told her, she, she got told her that was a woman's worth was measured by her beauty and her body. So for me, that was like, I, I mean, that's just what you told us, right? That measured her worth with how she looked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think it's, it's not just her generation and her culture. Um, it's really still so prevalent today. Uh, what's happened since I've started writing and this piece uh, you mentioned did go viral. Um, I've on just on the today show website for their Facebook page, 
it got more than a thousand comments, more comments than almost any other post they had in the last weeks. Um, I mean, more comments than the biggest pop stars in the world. Why? Because, and I've gotten hundreds of uh, emails about it from uh, women. Women and some men also feel that this is their story, that growing up, they did not feel that they were seen, that they did not feel that they were complete or worthwhile if they didn't lose weight. And whether it was their mother or their father or, you know, somehow society telling them that. Now, what I've started doing is writing about this and I am writing two books. I'm writing a children's book, which um, hopefully um, will be coming out in a year or two, uh, based on my childhood. Um, and really specifically talking about uh, kids uh, in the early teens and preteen uh, being pressured for whatever reason in my stories because of my mother and her, what the reasons she had, she was doing the best she could because she really believed that was important. That was her job as a mother to make sure I was successful and that meant she believed in education, she believed in career, but at the core of everything, you see a person every day. And that look was very important, not just to her, to billions of people in billions uh, you know, uh, of households. The story, the, ch uh, the children's book is about that and how this girl, who, which is my story, developed an eating disorder. I had a bulimia for many years and I still struggle with uh, binge eating, uh, but not the uh, the other half of that condition, which I uh, dealt with. And I have a HuffPost piece that I wrote about it. Um, and then also, after, uh, I'm also writing a memoir um, about what it's like as a woman, as an immigrant, as a, you know, American, dealing with an identity, dealing with a woman's worth. How are we going to fight to have worth in this society that's not based on our bodies that's, that's a that's a big question like, and yeah. what an important conversation and what an important question and how are you gonna do that ladies you know what yeah. I, I totally see too that what you're saying is that you know it's different than when you were growing up there's no question but we still have so much work to do we have so much work to do on this topic. It does. Yeah. I do think it starts with us and we do need to start thinking about it being our job and our responsibility and not looking for someone else to fix this for us. You know, like absolutely, it, it's got to start with us. And virality comes with when it's relatable that what that's what that is what brings virality. So when yeah. they talk about celebrities, that is not relatable to most, to the, to, you know, to the common person reading this um, or reading that article. So that's why it's, I think that we need more articles and stories that are relatable um, to be able to make an impact. And then how to, you know, the other thing that I will be writing both in both books um, is how do you heal from that? And a lot of people haven't that have reached out to me and some have. How do you heal 
when you have had that experience with somebody that is the most important person in your life growing up, your parent. The parent has said, this is, I love you, but you would be worthwhile if. Um, and then you grow up with that. How do you heal? Well, there is a way. And I talk about that in the piece and I will be talking about that in both books for children and for adults. How do we heal? How do we say to this person, I need you to see me this way and accept me like this. And that person and my mother, I want to say, she's an exceptional woman because she was able to say, I understand what I did was wrong. That's, and you are when I read that life. part, I was like, when I read that part of your um, essay, I was like, oh, like I was so I was so happy for you, first of all. And I think that, you know, it's it's almost too bad that it took so many years for those words to be said. And all along, like you said, she was doing her best, like she was doing what she believed in and beliefs are so strong. Like when you believe something, it really becomes your truth and it becomes how you show up and it becomes how you speak. Um, and I, I'm just so happy that you got to have that moment with her, even though it doesn't erase a lot, but it definitely is a step forward and, and you deserve that, you know, and, and I love what you said, it, even if it's not even about your weight or how you look, if you don't feel enough for the people that you love and you know, you didn't feel enough for, so for you, it, it was thinness, uh, thinness, but for others, it's just like, they're not smart enough. Or they're not, you know, um, they're not funny enough or they're not social enough or they're not like their peers or their brothers and sisters. So I think just not feeling like you're enough within your household, that's heavy. That's a lot. It is. And yeah. children, you know, when when we are that age, we are soft concrete and it hardens during that time, right? During the teen years, somewhere around there. And then you're carrying that for the rest of your life. And I liked what you said about, this is not about pointing fingers. Um, it's about sharing an experience and talking about how we go through that journey and having other people see that they're not alone in what they went through or they're going through. I had mothers emailing me saying their daughters are hiding wrappers in their bedroom or they're struggling because they're overweight. What should I say to them? I'm no expert. But they asked me, what would your 13-year-old, and I don't, and I've cried every time I've read this comment, and I've gotten so many of them, what would you tell me as your 13-year-old self? And I really thought about it, and I can't respond to all the comments. Really, there's been thousands of comments and emails and everything all together, and I've tried to read all of them. But what I said to this woman is that not being an expert on this, just simply what I would want as a girl, as a daughter, is a mother that says, I love you exactly like you are. I don't want you to be anything else. You are right, you are complete, you are wonderful the way you are. Then how do you deal with something that is really troublesome? If there is other issues, if you're hiding food, there is an issue, which I did lots of times, right? I developed a full eating disorder. Um, you find an expert, you find a therapist. So that, that person and a therapist, even though we are so much more open about talking about mental health, there's still such a stigma. And I am a huge advocate for 
putting the therapist box as a life, a normal life occurrence. When you go to the doctor for your body, that seems like a responsible thing to do. You should see a therapist as the same kind of thing for your mind. And children need somebody to talk to. A 13-year-old can't have the person that they see as their entire life blood's, you know, love source as the same person that needs to help them change. They need an external source. I think, again, I'm no expert, but that's how that's what I would have wanted. I would have wanted my mother just to say, I love you. You don't, you don't need to change at all. That takes so much of you know our our worth and our our hearts and our souls to really believe that having a mother say i love you unconditionally no matter what and i think you're beautiful the way you are and then if there's a problem have have them talk to somebody and i think it's it's um that's what i told her absolutely i think though um what's hard especially right now is having access to a therapist um, you know, it's a two year, you know, waiting so process where we are from. It's a two year waiting process to see a therapist. And I think that is a problem in our society, in our culture that we should be working on. Um, I think that's why anxiety and depression and, and people are feeling so overwhelmed in, in their lives, but we don't have a access to help. We don't have access to, so it really becomes like, that's why, you know, self-help books are a multi-million dollar yeah industry, you know, people are trying to figure this out without having to wait two years. You know, when you really want to, you're reading a self-help book, you know, you're, you're like, I am feeling the pressure. So I think of course, seeing someone, what you, what you are saying is that they need to talk to someone. And I agree. I agree. Yeah. 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 They need a different perspective. They need a different, uh, you know, um, set of beliefs as well. Like, you know? Yeah. And I know that we've been talking about young kids, but that's what I'm kind of concentrating on now. But um, eating disorders have become a, an epidemic for younger and younger kids, especially girls and boys also. And um, you know, if if we're able to just change, you know, move the needle even a, a tiny bit in this huge, enormous um, issue, then it's worth talking about. I'm just saying, you know, you don't a worth of a woman or a, or a man, but since I do women's, you know, I talk about my own experience is not tied to your body, period. Your worth is not tied to your body. No, how you can do a lot of different things. You You can be, yeah. yeah. And, and the way you look, um, being healthy is important, you know, obviously getting checkups, Making sure that you're physically healthy is important. And I advocate that for myself and for everybody. But the notion that you are attractive or that somehow your attractiveness as a girl or as a woman, uh, you know, determines your life's happiness or purpose or meaning or success is uh, something we need to um, break open. Yeah, we need to address it. It's a it's a very important conversation. Yeah. And we talk about that often too is, you know, women often come to us and they are seeking weight loss or at least they think they're seeking weight loss, but they're actually seeking happiness and they are assuming that that is going to come through weight loss. And we are so honest and say actually let's back up the bus here because 
thinness, you, it, no. it's, it is not coming with happiness and you will just get yourself on that hamster wheel of thinner and thinner and thinner. So we're not working to make women thinner. We're working to make women happier for them to feel worthy for them to show up like with their full potential, their favorite selves, we call them. And Absolutely. you we need to get rid that noise. We call it noise. You know, the societal pre- pressures, the should, shouldn't, all of that stuff. We need to kind of get it out before we can do that. Yeah. And it's, you know, the advocating um, healthy lifestyle and moving heart disease is the number one killer of women. uh, And that has all kinds of elements and including a lot of health elements about, you know, moving your body and, and different things. I'm not a doctor by any, you know, I'm no expert. Um, So I really don't want, and there's, it's not tied to be whatever size you want um, and don't worry about your health. Um, Health is important. As women, we wanna live and we wanna live a long time. And I want women to be, you know, taking care of their bodies. But a lot of times, and this has been said, but I don't think enough, your size in your body is necessarily the way you look equated to your health. That's between you and your doctor. And I tell you that so many times, even today, I have to remind myself, I I know that I am healthy because of me and my doctor. And whether I am, you know, I lost 40 pounds because I had a health issue. I was not happier then. It does. I could have been happier then or happy now. It has nothing to do with that size. It has to do with, am I living a purposeful life? Am I living a meaningful life? Am I challenging myself? Am I doing something for the world? Am I taking care of my family? Is, are they taking care of me? You know, it's those elements make happiness. Yeah, we often say- everybody. You're chasing weight loss, thinking that happiness is going to come as a byproduct of weight loss. And it's actually the opposite. If you were to chase what makes you happy to start prioritizing what you want to do, your body, your health, weight loss can be a byproduct of that, but it shouldn't be the focus. It shouldn't be, it's, it happened because I was finally taking care and showing up as who I want to be, that can occur. And I, and I, that's exactly what you're saying. I'd like to come back to your mother. Um, because you know, we talked about, you talked about beliefs, like she believed that. Right. And we've talked about like, what's the problem? Who's the culprit here? Is that the right word? You guys, am I, did I use that? I'm so excited. Sometimes when I use the right fancy words, that is a fancy word for a French person culprit. Um, but, um, I I'm thinking she, her belief system was was came from somewhere right and 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 so recognizing where it comes from yeah look at hollywood now i mean i don't want to say too much about that because it's a complicated thing they Mm -hmm. have to be on tv and they have that's their career um but why is ozempic one of the most popular things uh for not only people in Hollywood, definitely, uh, but other industries that have money, that have power. Um, so many articles in Slate, in The Wire, talking about how, you know, 
uh, people have said, um, thin is power. So they're using this. And again, it's not against Ozempic or for Ozempic. The point is, it's a symbol it's a of symbol. what I see they're yeah. doing, yeah. Of what we want so yeah. desperately, right? It's Make the me message. Fit. It's the yeah. message. It's the message. Some people will need that and it'll save their life. And I support it 100%. Um, again, it's between you and your doctor. Uh, but so my mother who grew up in Iran is not different than millions of Americans today that are desperate for this shot. Um, not because their doctor says you need this, but because they want a solution to this. They want a magic pill. They want a magic pill for happiness and, and they equate happiness with being thin. I was just going to say millions of Americans are wanting happiness, Rebecca. They don't even want like whatever happy, whatever that would mean, power, happiness. Okay. And they're like, oh, we've had this message for years that thinness would bring us that. And so that's why it's still a multi-million dollar, billion uh, dollar industry, okay. weight loss. And, and it's, and, and, and people are taking advantage of that. You know, because they know that people are really just chasing happiness here. Absolutely. We will see. And pieces are coming out about it now. Doctors talking about, yes, it, it could be a, a solution for somebody that needs it. But again, these are temporary, uh, a lot of time, temporary solutions. Yeah. Like life-saving solutions, really. Life-saving. <laughs> not, not your last 10 pounds so you can fit better in a, you know what I mean? Let's be real here. And those, I mean, again, it's, it's, uh, I really advocate for living a purposeful, meaningful life yes. and everything else will come with it. Yes. You know, a healthy life and healthy mentally and physically. Right. And yeah. whatever, the only thing is what I really do care about for, for kids, especially that are so vulnerable, uh, when they're young and they're given these messages and they're not able to form their own ideas of what is worthwhile, you know, their, their worth as, as, as young girls and then growing up as women. That's really why that piece resonated with so many people, thousands and thousands comments, millions, probably I haven't gotten a specific, but I'm guessing a lot of people have viewed that, that didn't uh, comment or email me. Um, of people saying, this is my exact story, whether it's 50 years ago, 20 years ago, or today, yeah. we, it, it's the same exact story because it's not in, in, for me, it's not, it wasn't my mother's fault. It was what she thought was the best thing. And now she sees something different. And she, we've talked about it. She said, you showed me through your life, through your example, what it means to be to have worth as a woman. Yes, yes. You were the one at the end to teach her that skill and to make her believe that she watched you do it. It's it's quite it's quite special. Yeah, yeah. And we are very talk every day. We Facetime every day, and we are two imperfect women living this life as mothers, as women, trying to have um, take this one life we have on this earth and. Do something with it, you know, have get love, louder, have, get louder. Boy, I am, <laughs> I am very much um, 
fit into the the name of your podcast. I I uh, I do get quite loud. I like that for you. No, we um we just want to again we just want to help women get louder about what they want uh, to start yes. really communicating and vocalizing who they truly are. We feel like women lose themselves a lot through motherhood. That's also something that we we talk on. I feel like we very connect to your very much connect to your message. So to anyone that's listening, first of all, we're, we are definitely going to um, add the link to that um, to that piece um, to this podcast. So go and check that out. Um, one last question: How was your, what was your mom react? Your mom's reaction to your essay? Did she read it? Is she a part of the virality? What what's happening there? You know, when I started writing about this, I talked to my mother a lot. I mean, I talk to her every day and she's been incredibly supportive. Oh, uh, she's always, she's been incredibly supportive. The Today Show piece was a little bit tougher because it really was so widespread and the title was a little bit rough uh, for her um, and of oh, the piece. I see. Uh, but, um, but what she's always said is I support you 100% and I love you unconditionally. So um, especially in the last, you know, 10, 15, 20 years that we've transitioned from a child relationship to an adult relationship. And it made a huge difference when I became a mother. You have, um, you, you, uh, when you become a mother, you do really start to, oh, I did anyway, uh, have a lot more sympathy and understanding of your mother. Of course. Because it's not easy making every single decision for your child. And boy, you know, we all make mistakes and I certainly have to. So that's been good. And I wanna tell people, if I may, if they wanna follow me on Twitter, uh, that's where I really live. That's where my writing, I, I talk mostly about writing and these issues um, because uh, this, is my, this is my meaning, my purpose now is to write these uh, articles and books uh, is contact Rebecca, very simple, at contact Rebecca. Uh, and my website is Rebecca K. Morrison if they wanna sign up for my newsletter or anything. Perfect. We'll write that in the show notes as well. Rebecca K. Morrison. Thank you so much, Rebecca. This was such an, an impactful, powerful conversation. Thank you for putting that out in the world. It is important that we have more relatable stories out there. Um, we relate to you. Our listeners definitely relate to you and we appreciate you being here. And we really, we are looking forward to those books. So let us know, you know, let Alicia and I know when they're out and we will definitely um, help you promote those. So thank you so much for your time and have a wonderful day. Bye everyone. Thank you so much. Thank Bye. you guys for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Oh, uh, thank you. Thanks, Bye. Bye. Bye.